Hey, this is Laura, coming to you from the Border Studies Program in Tucson, Arizona. You're listening to Design the Future, a podcast. I am rubber. You are glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Hmm. What would it be like for the messages activists shared to stick? Like actually, literally adhere to the folks they're trying to communicate with. It makes me wonder what kind of glue they'd use. I did some snooping around Tucson to see what sorts of formulas people are developing. It turns out I never needed G-L-U-E. Instead, I found some answers with G-L-O-O. It's the glue factory. The Tucson Activist Community's Union Print Shop. I recently spoke with new employee Jenny Lynn and the founder, Dwight, about the work they're doing. So listen up. You are now glued to your seats. Here's Jenny Lynn. activists, you know, like 
you use those things every single day and to be a part of a organization or I guess this is a, this is a business <laughs> being part of a business that is all about that has been such an amazing opportunity um, and then just seeing it like I said just this past year like we've grown so much and I've only been with factory for the past five months so it's incredible to see how right when I started people were like oh yeah this is like really busy but we haven't slowed down right and I'm just seeing us expand physically like in different buildings and how we're also wanting to expand further into that next building to have more of like a community feel shop um I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like on the horizon for us. And um, yeah, so it's something really exciting to be involved in, mm -hmm. especially being from Arizona and, yeah. and you know, seeing someone uh, who isn't um, from here originally, but has been here for a long time and mm -hmm. then really wants to give back to the community that is occupying, you know, we're all here. And so, and just keep giving back to it where we are. Um, mm -hmm. So that's super important. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. That's <laughs> me. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just super excited to see how far we're going. So you could hear, like, the construction going on in the background, and that's what I'm saying, too, because, like, we are at this point where we're trying to just build this space to be more accessible mm -hmm. and more, like, people-friendly. center I feel like when artists local people just walk into the door be like oh glue factory it's a print shop like what are you <laughs> what are you yeah. doing here and I'm like cool do you like to make things <laughs> you have something to say something on your mind you can make zines booklets like copies flyers right yeah. like we can help you do all of those things um and it's been really, really special. Like, some folks literally just, like, walk down the street and, like, come in and talk to me and ask, like, what do we do here? Like, what do you mean in a print shop? <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not just copies. Like, we do definitely do that for a lot of locals around here. Folks just, like, walk in and, like, have some copies they need to make really quickly, and we do them. And then, but then some are, like, young artists that mm -hmm. are, like, I want to make a t-shirt. Oh, you know, like I have, yeah, like I have a t-shirt idea and I don't know even, I don't know where to begin, right? Yeah. So they could come here and we have folks that we can walk them through the process mm -hmm. and see what they want to do. Um, right now we're actually working with another local artist um, that she has come in and she's, she tried to do like screen printing like on her own, like mm -hmm. which is something really great about screen printing, right? Like, you can learn how to do something and try it yourself, but something that's nice about having this place is that folks feel comfortable to ask mm -hmm. us questions, too. And that's something that's quite, like, really great about is if folks have an idea and they're like, oh, can you give me advice? Because he's been doing it for such a long time, yeah. right? But um, coming in and being like, well, this artwork work? Like, what do you think? like this different the different color schemes and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's not only it's not all about like the nonprofits and like all the different like, local initiatives and organizations but it's also just 
awesome community mm-hmm. and stuff. Just wanted to do something fun. Yeah. Make family reunion t-shirts <laughs> or, you know, little party yeah. flyers. Like, yeah. Um, so it's all of it. Yeah. Like that to me, yeah, it's just so important to have. Yeah. This is Shadow. I don't know if you met, you probably met Shadow. <laughs> Hello, Shadow. Oh, you're a sweet girl. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, she usually... <laughs> she likes it. She's very inquisitive. Do you have, do you have dogs? I have uh, five dogs. Five. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> do you have dogs? Yes, five. <laughs> Hi, Bubba. Yeah, I wonder if I'm from the Twin Cities. I'm 
Oh, cool. There is something. Yeah, like, in the Midwest? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's probably something out there. Right. Yeah. See, because we even had, because so, we're also a union, right? And so mm -hmm. a lot of folks that, for example, the Democratic Socialist Association, mm -hmm. so from Chicago. So we have the Chicago DSA. Yeah. We print all of their stuff. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, so it's like, we print from places like all over the U.S. that mm -hmm. have heard about a union, that folks that are looking for a union print shop. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of us out there. Wow. Um, and, yeah, so I also think that's, like, a really mm -hmm. special thing, too. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's fair wages, fair, like, labor rights law, right? There's, mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's, this is a really unique space. And, like I said, yeah, because, like, the Midwest, but then we have folks from Chicago, like, mm -hmm. who just printed out, like, over a hundred DSA shirts for them, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then we ship them out to all the individuals on that list, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like, I, I can't, like, I honestly can't think of, I know that there are others out there, but mm -hmm. I think they're more, like, specialized, mm -hmm. um, in different, like, in other sectors, yeah, like, of printing, so, yeah, just go I should look into the <laughs> yeah, like union print shops in the U.S. Yeah. I'm sure there are. It's just, yeah. I haven't heard of any, and then I find it very interesting that, like, because, yeah, a lot of folks just email us or call us um, mm -hmm. from all over, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
would take to uh, borrow money to um, start investing into a more permanent uh, resource mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, um, like, Jacqueline told me about, like, some of, like, how union, like, a union structure makes, like, it more sustainable for people to work here and, like, earn, like, what they need. Um, I'm also wondering, though, if, like, aside from that, if you have any thoughts on, like, some of the positives and like maybe some of the negatives of being union, like are there restrictions that like get in the way of stuff or something like that? Right. Good question. Um, well, some of the positives for us as a business is uh, we get to do business with other labor unions, mm -hmm. with uh, progressive uh, um, political candidates, uh, people that care about the workforce behind the products they're buying. So that's great. It, it, helps us attract and uh, like-minded people that we can work with. Mm -hmm. And the downsides, I, it, the, there's a nominal amount of dues that come out of people's mm -hmm. paychecks. And it's really not much. It, that money goes to support an infrastructure that gives the workers uh, a representative and uh, job protection and a grievance process and all that. Um, you know, the unions aren't what they were a hundred years ago in this country. A hundred years ago, they really were more anarchistic. They were way more radical. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, unions, they can not always represent the workers as, as yeah. best as you'd think, so, as good as you think. So it's, it's easy to judge that, but I think by and large, the, the pros outweigh, outweigh the cons of, of union membership. I don't have any real grievances with our union. Yeah. I wish they did more. I wish they were more, like, you know, stirring up more trouble. But, <laughs> yeah. But also the unions have just been attacked for, for decades in this country, so mm -hmm. the ranks are really diminished. Most states um, don't encourage or actively discourage unions. It's very hard for them to have the political clout they once enjoyed. to now mostly 
handling information, managing information and people, that's been a big change for me. And with that, the responsibility of making business decisions that enable us to keep a balance so that everyone can be paid here at the end of the day mm -hmm. and paid well. Um, that's been uh, something very different for me. Uh, I, the, the loss of freedom, being able to choose who I wanted to work for and when and, and to some degree what I would charge or not charge for those customers. That's all impacted now by a greater responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then I guess what you're getting at about the freedom of the press aspect when I was doing this solo with a very small printing press that I owned and a decrepit shop that I worked in <laughs> in terrible conditions, I had I had total control over everything and now I lease equipment from a big corporation. You know, I have better, newer, better machines that can respond to the demands of a bigger business, but with that I'm beholden to U.S. Bank to make a payment every month and this or that or the other thing. I pay obscene amounts of taxes to the government so they can keep the war machine going. I, you know, everything down, down, the, down the line, the banks, the financiers, etc. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I um, find myself in the um, <clears throat> not always pleasant position of being a broker in between the radical values that I still hold and the uh, conservative capitalist system that that I have to mm -hmm. negotiate with daily yeah. to, to get those things done. Mm -hmm. So there's compromises along yeah. the way. And at my age, I'm more able to accept compromises, just part of life. You know, I wouldn't have done yeah. this 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Couldn't have seen the benefits. And for me, the, um, the ability to produce so much more work and employ so many more people doing good mm -hmm. things for largely good customers and good causes is, seems worth it for the amount that mm -hmm. we do have to compromise to get there. Yeah. Um, and not to be, you know, for young radicals out there that are listening and feel like your life just gets pigeonholed into more and more compromise, well, that may be true. You know, we do have moments here where we we can take an, uh, a more principled stand or realize, like, oh, this is going too far. Uh, last two years ago, when the Trump got into office, there was just an explosion of political interest, political consumerism, mm -hmm. uh, capitalism. And we got wooed by Amazon to sell our products on the Amazon site. Mm -hmm. It meant it was a huge increase in workload for us and traffic and sales mm -hmm. with a really high cost. It mm -hmm. also, um, they took a huge cut of it. It became, we became really beholden to getting the orders out every day. And they took 20% plus of everything. It uh, compromised our own website by undercutting our own product, our own website, and the products that were made uh, with union labor at a fair, paying our employees a fair rate. So it was really, <clears throat> it was an interesting experiment in, in the capitalism that we decided ultimately to walk away from. So that was, you know, some signs of hope, some signs of life here <laughs> yeah. still, even on this trajectory we're on. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, something. Yeah. It's hard to know. I got into printing with a pretty with a lot of idealism. The mm -hmm. idea was to just use 
all green materials, 100% post-consumer waste paper and soybean inks, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. And I quickly found out that even the most progressive groups just don't have the money for that or don't want to pay for that. At the end yeah. of the day, it's it's really hard to to um, completely walk your talk in the way you mm -hmm. produce things, unless you're just serving a very uh, higher class of class of clientele that have the disposable mm -hmm. resources to you know buy your buy your trendy ecologically friendly friendly item. Mm -hmm. So I've become a lot more egalitarian in my thinking and, and trying to approach this from uh, you know, just more practical standpoint mm -hmm. and being able to serve more people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like, I've heard like discussions around Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and how, because like there are so many like really valid criticisms of like the Democratic Party and it's like, why are people still supporting the party? But he's like trying to like change the party from like the inside right. and like how balancing that is like important and difficult and like different like restrictions, but also like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. It sounds like I found out that like this is kind of a thing that might happen where like folks will like kind of just show up and be like, hey, I'm interested in this thing. Oh, thank you. Like, can you maybe help me make it? Um, which is kind of an anecdotal hint at my question, I guess. <laughs> if um, if y'all work like in collaboration with like artists or organizations in terms of like them like having an idea of like uh like a piece of like of like literature or like clothing or stickers or any of that where you all kind of like sort of like prototype different I don't know that's not the right word probably but like how like that like collaboration kind of plays out and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd, I'd like to, for us to be doing more of that. We do uh, offer space for people to come and do work sometimes. Uh, we will help people out um, getting their ideas into print in whatever form, if it's, you know, someone wrote a book and they want to try to get some a few bound books, we can, you know, help with that. Um, same with the visual artists. There, there are some that we have supported uh, really fully from just giving free prints to, and then others we work with some kind of trade. Maybe we produce their work. We might keep some things to sell, stickers or something like that. So, um, but those collaborations are important to us, and, and, and certainly would like to remain open as a resource yeah. to do more of that. It's not something we seek out a lot. But Thank you. 
sun and I'm wondering if you're willing to like share some of what like went behind that change and like how you feel about it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's ironic. This question is ironic because I just came from a meeting in South Tucson with my neighbors that are organizing against the gentrification of the body here. Mm -hmm. uh, I am part of that gentrification. Mm -hmm. I was pushed out of downtown because of the developers buying out buildings, um, mm -hmm. particularly on Tool Avenue, for new brew houses and art galleries and the Yuppie experience. And I got priced out of downtown. I moved here for economic reasons mm -hmm. and found a, a very affordable property and developed it and now have prospered uh, significantly and I'm part of the face of uh, the white community that's coming down here, that's fleeing mm -hmm. downtown because of affordability issues mm -hmm. and in turn buying places here and displacing people. So um, the same the same gentrification that I fought in downtown is coming here, and mm -hmm. though I'm a part of it, I'm also trying to figure out how we, the people that are part of it, can also be part of some kind of resistance mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And hopefully this resource will continue to be used uh, to help, uh, help people in resistance to those people mm -hmm. trying to stay in this community, to have affordable housing, etc. Yeah. And then long term, I hope this property will also be something other than just a monument to one white person's accumulation of wealth that I hope it will go back to the community in some sort yeah. and continue to serve that role. Yeah, I know that like um, Jenny Lynn was talking about um, like building, like y'all are working on like a space that I am understanding is going to be more like community oriented for, for people can like, like look around and like yeah. yeah, we hope to on the corner space here have some retail space and possibly meeting space or organizing mm -hmm. space as well. Um, just trying to realize some of the necessary repairs to the to the building, get that fixed up and, mm -hmm. and ready to go. And I uh, hope that will be a positive contribution to the community down here and not just another, another uh, economic entity that adds to the growing interest in this area as a place to develop and mm -hmm. move cool things to. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, okay. Um, okay, I have a few. Okay. Um, okay, I have a few questions about, like, kind of like, more, a little more about like, the structure and like, organization and like how folks do work here. Um, I'm wondering how you all um, balance like the obligations to employees, especially as like union employees, um, and just like your own values and like other people's values here, while also like keeping like the services for like groups and artists and organizations and just like individuals needing stuff affordable. Like how do you kind of consider both yeah. both of those? There's no <coughs> actual co uh, collective or organizational decision making around mm -hmm. that. It's mostly arbitrary and 
mostly comes from me, or, or certainly anyone can advocate for mm -hmm. us to do things, and they and generally really responsive to that. Um, mostly because I am ultimately responsible for writing the paychecks and paying the bills. It's um, it's something I um, just continue to try to do as much of as possible, mm -hmm. giving back. Uh, there's no real formula for it. I think. I mean, I know. As I get older and in, in this longer and would like my role to change in this eventually, mm -hmm. I really do hope that there's um, more room for uh, a more collective or organizational responsibility around all of the work and all mm -hmm. the decisions here. I'm um, mm -hmm. doing some personal work around learning how to transition responsibility and power decision making. It's something I, I need to do you know, on a personal level for my own <laughs> exit strategy, <laughs> but also something I hope that people here would really embrace and step yeah. up to. Uh, I, have, I have a fantastic vision for the future of this mm -hmm. place. I don't know if other people explicitly share the same thing, but I, I'm also open to what, they, what other visions people might have around that. Mm -hmm. I certainly hope the work and the resources that have uh, accumulated here can continue to serve well beyond my tenure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, okay, one other like thing I'm just curious about is why um, the glue factory is called the glue factory. Especially with the funky spelling, because of F-T-L-O-O. -O. I wish there was a good story. <laughs> I probably should make one up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a random name that was given to the old warehouse that we mm -hmm. uh, worked in. I shared that with a couple of artists. Mm -hmm. And they argued over the name. One person wanted to call it the Glue Factory, G-L-U-E, and another person thought that was too negative. And I wanted it to be called the Blue Factory, and then it just evolved into Glue, G-L-O-O. -O. <laughs> doesn't really mean anything, but the name stayed with the, with the building and the business. It's a memorable it's, name. It stuck. Yes, it stuck. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we play on that, riff on that. It's the glue that holds community together. It's yeah. Part of, yeah. Yeah. But it yeah. really That's doesn't mean anything else. Yeah. Also, um, that makes me think of like, I'm wondering, like, if you want to share about, um, like, your background, like, with the arts and like, with printmaking, and like, what is like common, like, among the people, like, working here, like, yeah. where are they coming from, kind of like, what have they done before? Yeah. Uh, I come. I studied fine arts in school, photography, and I, uh, getting out of college, I developed an interest in activism, mm -hmm. which quickly overtook my interest in being a fine artist. <laughs> so this is a way that I can do both, sort of mm -hmm. both, scratch that creative itch a little bit, but and use art, uh, other people's art, in, in to mm -hmm. promoting activism. And uh, I think everyone else is here for their own reasons, but there are a lot of creative types. There are people that I know just appreciate the craft of printing, and there's 
designers here that uh, have their own different passions and they get to practice their skills here as well. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are also just more socially inclined that I think appreciate the value of the mm -hmm. work that we do, the role that we have in, in educating and in putting issues and products out there. So they all find, hopefully, some agreement and excitement yeah. about the work that we handle. Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone is here for those reasons, but most yeah. mostly. Okay. Some people, it's just a job, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then there's one, like, this is how I first, I think, became aware of um, the glue factory, maybe, just because, like, I started noticing, like, a little, like, union, like, seal on oh. stuff, and I'm like, wait, that means something. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Um, and I get, um, and then I've seen the, like, no more deaths, like, yeah. um, human family is number crime signs, and, yeah. like, I did an internship through BSP, um, with 30 chosen models across yeah. the street, and I saw the signs, I'm like, wait, that's a little thing, like, oh my gosh, it's a blue factory. Kind of put it all together, and I guess just because, like, um, I've seen those signs, like, all over the city, like, the English and the Spanish, and, um, yeah, just very large quantities, and I guess I'm just wondering, like, if you have any takes on, like, the process of like supporting like no more deaths and like harm reduction um like activism and like what role you think like making that visible has had yeah <coughs> well uh, I, I think um tucson's unique in the kind of saturation of activism that we have is such a great robust activist community here and I, I think that um, this project the glue factory is has grown to be such a prominent resource just because of the commitment that this community has so they, they work together in that regard and and it's you know obviously very self-promoting to get these signs out etc get that mm -hmm. messaging out and I think it really does feed into uh, changing awareness on a bigger level we have probably a really high saturation of stickers on laptops yeah. and water bottles and cars and yeah. yard signs compared to other cities that might not have a similar resource mm -hmm. just by chance that this happened here and is yeah. supported in such a way that people recognize the need for that and, and mm -hmm. um, have supported it and benefited from it. So mm -hmm. I, I'd like to think it's reduced some harm somewhere, you know, through mm -hmm. all the... <laughs> the vast amounts of natural resources we've used. I know we've created a lot of harm in the products mm -hmm. that we've taken from the earth, but I'd like to think that, that all these things that have gone out in the world have at least empowered people to do good in the mm -hmm. world. That's, yeah. That's my kind of whole yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I, my, my personal story for with printing, <clears throat> when I was working with a group called Earth First, which was a radical environmental group. Mm -hmm. I was a new, I was 21 or two, had just come to town, and I was 
and volunteer given a task to order some stickers for a campaign that we mm -hmm. were doing and I just went there wasn't an online at the time. I had to go on the yellow pages then with the phone book and find a place and I ordered some stickers and I went to pick them up and it was some corporate the building way off the freeway and I went there and the guy just plopped these stickers. He didn't even print them. He just he ordered them from somewhere else and sold them to us. They were very expensive. And he just made a joke about how stupid our environmental campaign was trying to save an endangered species. It made me so mad. <laughs> it made me realize, like, well, you know, just the state of the world. And I realized that the movement, which I cared, like, about so much that mm -hmm. he just laughed at and when he took my money for these stickers that the movement needed somebody that cared about the stuff that they were printing mm -hmm. and that, that's what really motivated me to get into printing it's like fuck this guy this capitalist pig and uh, mm -hmm. we can do our own stickers and so we'll learn how to do those and yeah yeah we've made probably millions of stickers since then so, mm -hmm. yeah. anyway, that's <laughs> I mean, we do yeah. need that. We need that. We need to take yeah. care of each other. And yeah. we, we need to f help each other economically. We need to help each other on all levels and with the work that we're doing. So it's just one more piece of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, this is like one very random thing Great. that I guess is one thing that I think an outreach that I think kind of brings people together in like an interesting way, um, but this is like a specific piece of it. Um, in an English class, um, we did like a digital project where we like, like annotated this real old like out of print text and like made appendices and like all sorts of stuff. And something interesting that we found out about was like the, this is like my professor's like big personal, personal, like, force of, like, frustration, at least one of them, is, like, Getty Images, oh, yeah. and, like, um, how, I think, we, and we also might have, like, touched on this earlier, of how, like, people, like, lose rights to, maybe not people individually losing rights to their work, but, like, how stuff can get kind of like swallowed up and like decontextualized through like I guess corporations or yeah I just kind of wanted to put that out there to see if, yeah. if you thought about anything because it's just really weird because like now whenever I see a movie I watch the credits and they always look like getting it super mm -hmm. creepy yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I'm wondering if I don't know if y'all ever feel like people's work just like being like like threatened um, and also like with the whole like internet economy of ex like kind of the expectation yeah. of like free content uh -huh. too. I guess like yeah. Getty yeah. is like stopping you to like buy the stuff. Well, yeah, it's the Amazonification of, mm -hmm. of political capitalism, propaganda capitalism, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I guess 
Yeah, it really is remarkable to me because we've never had great success on the internet. We have some really awesome products and good ideas, and mm -hmm. but unless you're unless you have the social media networks and the the web uh, web development skills, etc., you're not going to sell very much. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks they're going to have a great idea for a bumper sticker or a T-shirt. They're going to make it rich, mm -hmm. and no one does. But except for some people that have figured it out, and I guess where I'm getting to, it's been really <clears throat> shocking to me to see how commercialized um, political messaging has become. Mm -hmm. that, uh, so say Trump does something, or um, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez does something even you know better, and within 12 hours, there's a t-shirt that on Zazzle or whatever it is, or, you know, mm -hmm. one of these sites, and then there's five others, and the next, like, within 24 hours, there's <coughs> five or ten vendors with, mm -hmm. like, 20 or 40 different uh, yeah. riffs on that and selling just, presumably, I assume, mad amounts of, of stuff. And, and mm -hmm. It's just, it's mind-blowing to me, because I know how... how hard it is to come up with that stuff and make a product, get it in production, but there are these really giant machines now that are like, moving that product. And mm -hmm. I assume most of them are, they may have some Democrat in them or, or something, but they're not really representing any ethically sourced materials. They're not like, mm -hmm. they're not union shops. They're not giving back to their community or something. They're just pure commercial enterprises that are mm -hmm. kind of moving this yeah. That, that world, and, and I think Amazon and those folks are all really one under one umbrella, like that have capitalized on that and they're kind of mm -hmm. moving that. So, in that sense, I'm envious of. In one sense, I'm envious of those people because they've been able to figure out ways to reach a bigger market, mm -hmm. and then I also realize that that's not like not the be all end all of what we're trying to do, and it's also counter, I think. To, Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do and be real and have real relationships in community and really support resistance movements and to use that that capital gain to give back to build resources to empower people. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's happening much. The bigger <laughs> problem that yeah. capitalists run. Yeah. I mean it's so <clears throat> so important to us when we can to source materials ethically and that's just ninety nine point something percent of what's out there is just the cheapest shit possible. Mm -hmm. And that's a big difference between how we do things and others. And why we stay at least even more big for us, but small in comparison to the world. Mm -hmm. such a need for us to come together and, and find ways to 
help each other out on a community level, and that can sustain us. Whether you know, love, you know, you won't go hungry, you won't go without shelter. You'll be loved and supported, and, and uh, you know, prosperous. I believe if you hold true to those values and stay focused on doing right as best you can mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah, I believe that. I feel that's proven true. This episode was produced and edited by me, Laura Berglund. Thanks again to Jenny Lynn, Dwight, and everyone at the Glue Factory for their hospitality. To learn more or to buy their work, visit thegluefactory.com. That's G-L-O-O. -O. Or check out their shop in South Tucson. Thanks for listening, and that's a wrap.